Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast covering all the daily events of the European royal families. Today we'll be talking about all the pictures and updates that we received um, on March 24th, 2020. Um, we're actually going to start off with the Belgian royal family because there was nothing new happening with the British royal family. So starting off today with the Belgian royal family, um, today in their continually getting stronger social media game, the Belgian monarchy uploaded a video to YouTube of Queen Mathilde reading out loud. Um, they uploaded this video to encourage young people um, to read more during this difficult time while they're not in school and all of that. Um, I personally started um, the Lord of the Rings trilogy this morning because that's where I'm at. Um, and so she read an excerpt from a book that was awarded the Premier Victor Prize for children's books, although I have no idea what the title of the book is. Sorry, no idea. Um, and then later they posted a um, Skype conversation that King Philippe had with a professor and staff at the Riga Medical Research Institute, which is currently at the forefront of the fight against vi viral diseases. Gee, I wonder what they talked about. Um, and so that is all that went on in Belgium today, um, or at least all that they reported on. Um, there was nothing new for the Danish royals that I cover, so now we will move on to the Dutch royals. <laughs> King Willem Alexander today visited the GGD clinic in Tilburg, um, which is where the first case of coronavirus was noted for the Netherlands. Um, so the king spoke with medical experts about all the different steps and phases in the management of the coronavirus outbreak. Um, apparently the king is no longer social distancing. Um, I mean, he is, but he's not self-isolating. That's what I mean. Um, not really sure what happened, um, but that is where we're at. Obviously, he is fine. He is, he is definitely observing, um, safety measures, um, but yeah, not self-isolating anymore. Uh, okay, um, so that is what he was up to today. Uh, it does look like he took some phone calls at the, uh, center, which, that's a strange thing, I would imagine, calling somewhere and getting the king to talk to. Um, but very cool event for him, given the situation. I am glad that he was out doing um, that um, today um, and thanking the people that are on the forefront of this. Um, and so now we are going to move on to Norway. <laughs>
We got an update today from Crown Prince Akun, um, who ha participated in two meetings via um, Skype, FaceTime, some sort of video conference thing. Um, so first he met with um, 150 employees of the Norwegian Public Health Institute, um, and then later he met with employees of Hochland University Hospital, uh, where he thanked them for all that they're doing. Um, and in his like little intro speech, he said, you know, we will all get through this in the best way we can. And of course, thanked them for all the work that they're doing. Um, and so that is the update we received from the Norwegian Royals today. And now we're going to move on to Spain. So we got lots of updates today from the Spanish Royal House, um, and this included a lot of phone meetings from King Felipe and Queen Letizia. Um, so they started out by together talking with the president of the Spanish Association for the Blind um, to learn about what the organization is doing to support um, blind people and vision impaired who are home alone. Um, including the remote assistance systems that are put in place um, to support them, um, which is great. Um, so glad that there are organizations out there that are dedicated to helping um, not disadvantaged, but like people that don't have it as easy as I do um, to make sure that they are doing okay during this really strange time. Um, and then they also talked with the Red Cross um, who reported that they have about 8,000 volunteers that are um, attending to the elderly by telephone and um, distributing food through no contact deliveries um, and all the other things that the Red Cross is doing, um, which is just, you know, again, we talked about this yesterday um, with the Danish Red Cross, but like Red Crosses everywhere are just doing an incredible job trying to make sure people are supported through all of this. Um, so that is really good. And then, um, Queen Letizia had a couple more phone meetings on her own, um, with the organizations that she is honorary president of. So the, um, Spanish Federation for Rare Diseases, um, and the Spanish Association Against Cancer. Um, and during these conversations, the focus was on... <laughs> something I have not thought about yet, um, about how research and therapies are on hold right now. Um, you know, there isn't a lot of cancer research being done because coronavirus research has taken precedence, um, and therapies aren't being held because of social distancing. And when I say therapies, I mean like physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy, um, those things aren't happening right now because of the social distancing and um, especially in Spain, the isolation measures, uh, lockdown measures that are being taken. Um, so things just aren't happening. And, um, 
you know, that, that's putting them behind the game. And uh, so that is something that the queen, that Letizia was focusing on in her phone calls today. Um, so that's, uh, that was a bummer um, for the day. Um, but then in some good news, the um, Felipe and uh, Jack Ma from Alibaba, who we've heard a lot about because he's doing great work right now, um, are, so because of this conversation, Spain is receiving 50,000 COVID tests that are due to arrive tomorrow um, in Spain. So that is really, really great. Um, Spain yesterday lost, um, or Spain on Monday lost 514 people to coronavirus. Um, so they are still having a heck of a time with it. Um, and uh, yeah, so getting 50,000 tests delivered is just fantastic. Um, so yay for that. Um, and that is what we had in Spain. And now we're going to move on to Sweden. So in Sweden, we got a couple of updates today from King Carl Gustav and Queen Sylvia, um, who were taking part of a video conference with some of their employees and Crown Princess Victoria and Prince Daniel um, to work on um, the plan for their official calendar going forward, um, given all the changes. So they're probably deciding what events to cancel and what events get to stay and things along those nature. Um, and then also we got an update that Crown Princess Victoria and Prince Daniel over the past week um, have been having phone calls and video conferences with different organizations, nonprofits, um, and just care organizations in general um, to continue to keep themselves updated on the situation in Sweden. Um, so that was some really great stuff. They included some pictures of everybody working at computers um, which I, as a, I'm also like a tech nerd. Um, so it was kind of fun to see like the different computers that everyone has and what their work setup is. Um, so that was really cool. Um, and that is it for the daily rundown. Um, I'm still loving this, keeping us updated through social media on what the monarchs and the heirs are doing. Um, so that's really, really great. And now we are going to move on to finish the history of the Danish monarchy. Yesterday, we left off with Frederick VIII um, and his very short reign over Denmark, his six years on the throne. Um, and so now we are moving on to his son, Christian X, who took over the throne from his father um, on May 14th, 1912. Um, 
and he had a pretty boring start of his reign um, until 1920 when he decided to become political um, and removed a democratically elected government and replaced it with a conservative caretaker government, um, which was not popular. People don't like it when we take away democracy, guys. Um, so he was faced with a potential coup, um, and being overthrown. So, um, he got himself in line and stood down and accepted his role, um, as a symbolic head of state. Then came the Second World War, um, and early on, Germany invaded Denmark due to their close geographic proximity, um, and because of the size and general flatness, Denmark doesn't have mountains, um, Christian had to surrender um, only two hours after the invasion began. There was just no way, and there was n no one wanted to lose that many lives. Um, so he did a surrender in exchange for retaining political independence on domestic matters. Um, and this lasted until the end of the war and they were liberated in 1945. Um, and so two years after that, King Christian um, passed and he was married to Alexandrine and they had two children, Frederick and Knud. Um, and so Frederick became Frederick the Ninth on the 20th of April, 1947, um, where he began his reign over a period of great change. Um, basically, Denmark was becoming a modern country um, that we think of today. Um, women entered the workforce, the government completed the welfare state, um, and so much more was happening. Um, and so King Frederick was also a very modern man himself, um, he broke with family tradition and served in the Navy instead of the Army, um, as everybody in his family had done before. Um, and during this time, this is like my, my fun fact of Frederick the Ninth, um, he acquired a lot of tattoos, um, which was also a huge break in tradition for monarchs, um, and future monarchs and everything. So not a lot of them had tattoos. Still a lot of them don't. Um... And he had married Ingrid of Sweden, um, and they had three daughters. So even though Denmark was a very modern country, um, it had a very outdated succession law um, that did not allow for women to ascend to the throne, like at all. And so in 1953, an act of succession was passed, and that was male preference primogeniture, which preferred a male heir, but a woman could succeed um, to the throne. So um, that's what happened. After a 25-year reign, uh, King Frederick became very, very sick and died on January 14th, 1972. And he um, left the throne to his daughter, Queen Margrethe, um, who... Shortly after she was proclaimed queen on the balcony, um, gave an address to the nation in which she asked God to give her help and strength to carry on her duty. Um, and so Queen Margrethe has been on the throne for 48 years, um, and she is very popular in Denmark. She 
married Prince Henrik, who passed away in 2018, and they had two sons, uh, Prince, Crown Prince Frederick and Prince Joachim. Um, she's also an extremely eclectic artistic woman who um, has done illustrations for books, um, designed costumes for local ballets, um, and in other, and has also made hats, um, one of which is going viral right now because quarantine, um, of a Dotson, which is her preferred dog. Um, so she made a hat with a Dotson face on it. It's very cute. Um, and she has been very, very popular, um, in her country. And so that is where we are. That brings us current on the Danish monarchy. Um, thank you so much for listening. I will be back tomorrow with another rundown in the start of the history of the Dutch royal family. Um, and I will talk to you all then. Bye.